garbage okay so right. last night alani got really really sick what's the last night it's always night my girl alani the night before so she started vomiting and throwing it up throwing up mm-hmm. she had a temperature like 102.7 so i took her to the hospital i took her to children's hospital we got there around one in the morning no i took it at three three in the morning we got there at three in the morning I woke up at one cleaning up vomit. Um, we got there at three in the morning and they didn't take our vitals until like an hour and a half later. Mind you, I already told the lady it was 1.27. Mm-hmm. They didn't take our vitals until later. And then we get the vitals taken. They give her some medicine to keep her from throwing up or whatever. Shit's cool. Okay, we just sit in there. We don't get called back to go into a room until maybe 6.30. 630 almost yeah, 7 o'clock. Thank you. So bitch had to call out. So Oh, bitches was at home. Yeah. Why you ain't say so? I was at home with a fucking irritating ass toddler. She was okay. big mad. Like What's she mad? What's she mad about? She mad about because she couldn't go to school. To school. Lonnie loves school. Okay. She's not gonna do Every it. time you say school, I think of that lady with that. Who was giving her testimony at church and talking about dick sucking? She was like, after school. Don't do that. Do not say that. I'm saying. Do you have a who 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 I am friend? I have something else. Okay. I have Alex's YouTube hole. Uh, that is right. This is the first time we're doing this segment. Wait, we already started recording. We already started. That's the juicy part. It was nothing about my daughter. You're fine. Come on, let's go. Did I say anything crazy? No. Are you serious? A bitch ain't even tell me. Hi, guys. (laughs) Okay. Well, now that we are here, um, are you sure there's nothing crazy? Oh, my God. No, you did not. Who were we talking about? We were talking about Alani. Okay. All right. Okay. Anywho. So, before I get into the power recap, I don't have a question for you. I don't have a who am I for you. I have my new obsession on YouTube. Here we go. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. So I don't even know why, but I first started looking up like people detoxing. I found this show on there called like Dope Sick. So I was interested in it. was following this white woman and she was detoxing and like she got beat up. I, I don't know why I got on that, but I did. Then I ended up finding and I ended up watching it for like three hours and I should have been in bed was people cleaning their apartments. Like, their little glam apartments. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about... Cleaning, to me, can be satisfying. I love when, like, Kuma's out in the house, and I can clean. I open up the fresh... Open up the window, pop the candle on, got the music blasting, mm-hmm. and a podcast going, and I'm good, and I'm cleaning, and I'm enjoying myself. But who fucking knew I would find such pleasure and joy in and watching somebody, somebody clean? Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, they speed it up and stuff like mm-hmm. that? And I was thinking to myself... When I used to watch, remember Cribs? Yeah, and to be, and to be Cribs. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to like pretend I was having Cribs. And I used to always go in my mom's fridge and I'd be like, okay guys, so here's what I keep in my fridge. And I remember like my mother always being like, close the fridge door. <laughs> I'm surprised don't she open, didn't don't say who the fuck you talking to. No, no. No, no, no. But she'd, she'd always be very confused. And she'd be like, you're looking in the, in the fridge like it's TV or something. Close the fridge and get out the kitchen. But I found such joy in that. And then that brought me into the rabbit hole of watching people's, like, how they decorate really, really small spaces. Mm-hmm. Like their studio apartments and things like that in New York. And then it had me going down another tunnel of when they were saying stuff like, oh, I bought this from this store. They shouted out Target a lot. Shout out to them. Ross, but then they were plugging in some new stores that I ain't heard of. So here I am or whatever it is, and I'm looking up all these things. The coolest, like, it ain't like you about to buy nothing. So I have it open for one day when I decide I want to buy a little something. It's saved. It's favorited on my Okay, screen. so who is it? What is it? I don't even remember. It was so many things. And you do all of this in one day? Just go down a rabbit hole? It was at night. Because I don't really watch TV. Unless I have a particular show to watch, I'm not a TV watcher. Okay. So I'm a more of an I'll listen to music, and then on YouTube, it's more of a 
I like to listen to artists do musical covers, different people do covers, mm-hmm. and then like just random shit will pop up on there. So that's how it. That's how I always end down these fucking rabbit holes. So like YouTube will suggest shit. So if I'm watching a clip of the reel, then some random ass shit comes on there. Mm. So that's how I find it. Okay. I'll do it like that. I'm just saying. Speaking of, okay, because I found a theory about power. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did you think about Pa's? Okay, episode? first of all, Pa's episode. She's a dumb bitch. She just, she just, just a dumb bitch. You lost benefits, pension. You lost all the money. Ratted your fucking sister out. Ruined her reputation. Turned down money. To go back and get the money after Tasha had to talk to you about taking the money? And people think Junior killed him. I don't think Junior killed him. I think he might have hired a hitman. No, they said, Courtney Kemp said, of the five suspects that they showed, one of them did it. So we know it's not Dre. Mm -hmm. We know it's not, obviously it's not Paz. I think... And I strongly feel... At first, remember, I thought it was sex at first. Mm -hmm. I truly fucking believe it was fucking Tate. You think so? Yes. And I think Ramona is in on it, and I think Tasha's in on it. Mm. I think it's Tate because... You remember when he went ahead and was giving Dre the money? Mm -hmm. I think he set Dre up to get caught, so Dre wouldn't be in his way. Mm. I think he... It was like... I feel like he was baiting Dre. Remember, they said that it was like some political event that they were having. And it ended at, I think the lady was just like, he was shot and killed at 1145. So that means that the event ended. When they show the episode, when Ghost actually got shot, he turned around, like he, whoever he saw. He was falling forward, like backwards. Right, but whoever he saw before he like got shot and fell backwards, it's just like he was excited to see them. So before they show him getting like before he's falling back, mm-hmm. like he turns around and he's looking at the person. It does, he didn't make a grimace. He wasn't looking at it like any kind of way. This is why I don't think it was Tariq. So what I think happened was I think it was a situation where Tate, because remember he got his own goonies and he was a police officer, all this other stuff, whatever the case was. He had so much dirt on him. He knew like you couldn't take this over. So I think that Tate did it, and. Him and old Ramona girl, or whatever the case was, she went ahead and I think she's working with Tate. I think after she had that conversation with Paz, I think she took that information back to Tate. Mm. And then I think Tate had a conversation with Tasha about it. Like, what do you know? How can we go ahead and how can we get him? Because remember, Tate and Tasha didn't really fuck with each other, but they were on the same page about Ghost. Right. So I think they set it up to where... Tasha was going to be there, or maybe she came at the end, or whatever the case was, because they did say that she was there. I think it was a situation where he said, go up and talk to Ghost. Be his distraction after the fact. And then I'm going to go ahead from behind, and I'm going to come up, and then I'm going to shoot him. That's what I think happened. Which is why Tasha was like, you should take the money. Yeah. Take the money, whatever the case yeah, was. Yeah, she was so adamant about right. that. And I think she wanted him out anyways because of the fact that um, he was getting ready to turn Tariq in. So my aunt, who's also who's a lawyer, she was saying, taking a step further, she says she thinks that Tasha's going to go down, though. She says Tasha's going down for something. She says she thinks she's going to go down for Lakeisha's murder. She said, because you know Tasha likes to talk. She was telling mm-hmm. stuff to Terry Silver, and then she was telling stuff to Sean when she was dating him. So she says she... Tasha's going to get in jail, she said, but she thinks that Tariq is going to flip on his mom. And she thinks that Ramona is going to step in and take care of Tariq. She's going to get him back in the choke. He's going to come back into contact with that old girl who got him caught up in the first place at school. And that's how they're going to lead it up into Power Book 2. Okay, y'all put a lot of thought into this one, didn't y'all? I don't have any, like, I'm just... I'm just at all because Pa's episode was long as fuck. I don't know why it felt like two hours. I liked it better than Dre's. No, I kind of enjoyed Dre's better. No. Pa's was too over the place. Like, But you know what I like though? It showed that no matter how close you think you are to a person, there's just some shit you just don't know about them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what stopped her in her tracks to say, I can't fucking do this. But she was a dumb bitch. Like, you just, Angie, you just gonna have to be dead yeah. up in that grave because I'm gonna get this pension. Yeah. 
gonna get that money. Yeah. And that's just and it. Tommy dumbass gonna say, um, I need you to go and shoot and kill whoever killed my sister. I can't do that. And then this nigga and turned Con around. She wasn't all that great. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't Tommy. No. Like, that's already, like, that's clear as day. It wasn't fucking Tommy. I don't think it was. Nope. And I'm excited. But Power Book 2 is supposed to take place 48 hours afterwards, which is why, and Tariq is going to be in it, which is why I don't think that Tariq is the one who killed him. Okay. Auntie Who, first of all, I have two things I want to say. I don't know if I want to call him a mute button, but first thing, last week I was supposed to go home to Connecticut and I didn't get to go because I ended up being sick, had a sore throat, all that other stuff. I go into work and we have a new employee at my part time and we have like a PCS, a POS screen where we like putting our orders and stuff. Mm-hmm. This nigga comes over, he's hacking, he's coughing in his hands and he comes over there and he touches the screen. I was confused. I made a face, and one of the cooks was like, why did you make that face? Well, I said, that is why I keep hand sanitizer around at all times. And I'm going to need everybody else to not touch the screen if I'm going to be touching it tonight. Because I just got over being sick. If you have cooties, there's just some environments and places that you don't go. Yeah, food service is not where you want to be hacking up. And luckily, he's not a server or anything like that. He's in the background. He was there, like, training as, like, a manager or whatever the case was. But I was mad as shit. Super mad. I was very confused. You ever just meet people when they're sick, they're just extra nasty? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they just, ugh, like, just, everybody gets sick, but some people just make me sick when they're sick, when I look at them. You're so dramatic. I love it. Ugh. My other thing is. That is a new button, by the way. Okay, go ahead. Yes. The other thing is, is that, and y'all know I'm trying to be better. I don't pray on things that happen to people anymore. But in the way that my petty is set up, I love proving motherfuckers wrong. Like, I, I, I flourish in it. I love it. So long story short, we had an event, and this woman wanted to tell me she didn't think it was going to be a success because of X, Y, and Z, and we should have it at this time, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. We had a meeting with a bigger staff. She wanted to bring it up then, too, and I sat there quietly. I was a little confused. Had I not been angled in the seat that I was in, I would have been giving her a nasty face, but I didn't want to be that obvious that I knew what she was talking about. Day of the event comes. The presenter is there, and she goes and tells the presenter, I don't think it's going to be that good because it's this date and this time and blah, 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 and she ran in her mouth. She fought with me tooth and nail, and I had to let her know, that's fine, but this is what this other person allowed you to do. But I am here, and this is what we're not going to do. Okay? So you know what happened? We had full participation at this very event that this whole didn't think that we was going to have nothing at. And I sat there over to myself, and every time somebody came in, I'm mad I was sitting where I was sitting because I was on a conference call. But I was just over there like, ha! Ha! What you going to say about that? Okay? But, and my petty me was going to just send a little follow-up email. Hey, didn't notice you, know, didn't know if you saw or not, but I think we had a great turnout. We had this many people come, despite what you thought we were going to have. So, moving forward, this is how we're going to operate. But the Lord works in mysterious ways because I forgot about it. Two days in a row to send that email. So, I just need people to not question me. I don't know what I'm talking about, especially when it comes to my job. Because I'm a bear share of time. All right. It. That yeah, those are two buttons. <laughs> do you have one this week? I do not have anything to top. I do Julia Michaels, but we're gonna get into her yes, later. that is on the agenda. Okay, yeah. so before we get into our agenda, Insecure is returning April twelfth. Yes, I'm first of all, so did you hyped. see the little 60, 60 second little ad? Yes, that I'm was so, so cute. Excited. And she, the sound of the skirt ripping, she was yes. like, <laughs> 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 I was That's like, like yes. Yes, I'm here for that. I'm so excited. I'm excited. I love Insecure. I do too. I hope that they make the show like more like more episodes. Yeah. We don't have time for that shit. I hope it don't. She's popping up in other movies, and I get that. That's cute, but I need my Insecure fix. Yes. Don't nobody have time for these breaks and shit. Okay. They long as fuck too. (sighs) All right. So apparently, there's a new. I don't know if I don't. I believe it's federal, but. No, some states are trying to pass the law of doing drug testing before people can receive food stamps. So I wanted to know your thoughts on that. 
You close your eyes. They can't see your eyes as close. Um, I disagree because there are some people that are on um, like medical marijuana. But let's not say. Can't they test? Do they test specific like for specific drugs when they do drug tests? They could. Okay. Okay. But. I think they need to. I don't know how to address this topic. You go. Don't first. bite your so tongue, friend. I, I'm not biting my tongue. I just don't know how I want to articulate what I want to say. I think it's multi-layered. Yes. I think, for me personally, as someone who can barely afford groceries, especially when I was in college, um, and then seeing the 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 argument has been able-bodied people receiving them. And they're receiving them for an extended period of time. I feel like if it is that you have children, fine. That's fine. That's one thing. I think if you are a senior, an older person, a veteran, maybe a college student, fine. But I think when people are able-bodied, I think there needs to be a little bit of regulations about that. And the reason that I say that is because... And obviously, there's more than not people who don't abuse the system, but I'm just saying across the board. I think, and maybe I'm just coming from a selfish perspective, but I can barely afford my bills personally, and I can barely afford to go to the grocery store. However, I'm not eligible for food stamps. And then there are perfect people. There are people who are perfectly able-bodied, who for whatever reason, can go ahead and get particular services. And I think the issue is in that, and I think that's where the conversation comes about, the issues that people have with certain, like, um, federal funding is, is they're saying is that, like, my taxpayers are going towards X, Y, and Z. And, like, you always see the joke of, like, they'll open up the fridge and they'll be like, food stamps can pay for all of this, they're getting crab legs, they're getting this, that, and the third. And then people who aren't on that, you know, our fridge or whatever the case is, is barely open. I do think, I don't... If drug testing could be specific, because I don't really consider weed like a thing, a drug or whatever it is, but I do think that if you are able-bodied and you are on it, I think, let me take that back. I think there needs to be a time restraint on how long a person can receive it. That's first and foremost. I think it's crazy to me that able-bodied people can get it and then people who really need it can't get it. So, for example, I didn't know, but... If you're a college student, you are eligible to go ahead and get it. I didn't know that until after the fact. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that could have been very helpful because I got off of the meal plan in college because it was too expensive for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had to, when I got my little $50 or whatever it was, like I had to go to this, to Walmart, then I had to pack up on what I had, and it was just like, okay, like this has to last you to however long the situation was. I think for seniors, absolutely. They're living off Social Security. I think for veterans, we need to take care of them, period, point blank. It's not up for discussion. But there are definitely able-bodied people who have a fucking fridge full of food and my ass is up in there like, bitch, can you afford to get cereal? Can you splurge today and get you that bag of chips that you want to have? And can you afford to get X, Y, and Z? No, I have to be very specific when I go into the store. I have to stay within my budget. And... Again, maybe it's coming from a selfish place, but I don't think it's fair. But that's just me. So, <clears throat> let's make this um, state-specific. Mm -hmm. For Maryland, you have to make a certain income. Mm -hmm. And you have to work so many hours to receive any type of food stamps. Mm -hmm. My sister, she makes, I want to say, about... 15 or $16 an hour. Mm -hmm. She just became full-time. She has two kids. Mm -hmm. She's the only working adult. Mm -hmm. And she only gets $116 in food stamps. Mm -hmm. Mind you, she has a house mm -hmm. that she got because my mom passed away. So mm -hmm. she's trying to afford a mortgage, yep. gas to get to and from work, mm -hmm. different things like that. Maryland needs to get better as far as what resources they give their people. Mm -hmm. However, within the district, you better go ahead I and am, educate us. I am a dis uh, a district uh, resident, a DC resident, so I am able to get some additional assistance. Mm -hmm. I work a full time job. I make a certain amount of money, and I have two kids 
but I get more food stamps than she does. Because of the jurisdiction of where you live. Right. Okay. D.C. helps their residents out more than Maryland does. Yes. I know somebody that's a single mom that works part-time hours and only makes $11 an hour and only gets $77 in food stamps a month Mm -hmm. versus we have somebody in a different state, let's say D.C., who is not working. They call it TANF. So it's like um, cash assistance where they'll pay you, they'll give you money every month to help you pay your bills. Mm -hmm. That's something totally different. So this person is not working. They get TANF, they get Medicaid, Mm -hmm. they get food stamps, and sometimes they get Section 8 all together. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the district is um, hindering people, but it surely is easy to get these things. Does and that I make think, sense? Yes. And I think that's the perspective that, at least for myself, that a lot of people are coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, you hit it on the head. Like, depending on where you live, you get certain things. Mm-hmm. And when I worked in D.C., and I'd be like, y'all get that too? Well, if I had that ability to get that certain things, then I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to have to work or do whatever thing extra as well. Right. And I think it's in those situations, mm-hmm. and it's cases like that that make people who don't receive it, who maybe you know, are the moms with more than one child, or even if you're not, but you're barely making any money right. to stay afloat. I definitely think that makes a big deal to be like, yo, they can get that, but I can't get nothing over here. Right. I totally. I. T- totally get that and I think if there was just but let me just say this it costs more money to live in the district Mm -hmm. that's why they have so many uh resources and programs right it in order to live because I'm actually doing a research paper on this in order to live comfortably in the district of Columbia you would have to make a hundred and forty two thousand dollars a year that ain't here and because a lot of the people that live in a district do not. Mm-hmm. They find different ways to substitute that and help them out, which can be from um, food stamps, could be from cash assistance, which is called TANF, Medicaid, different things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Maryland, where they feel like, um, I don't know if the minimum wage for Maryland is $15 yet. I, I know D.C. is. They're, they're trying to push it up to be $15, but mm-hmm. it costs more to live in more in the district. And I'm not saying that that, that justifies why mm-hmm. people are getting these things. But at the same time, I have no, okay. I have no problem with them drug testing. If you are not on drugs and you have no problem. Right. But if you are like on, I think there should be, they have case. Okay. I'm kind of all over the place. They have caseworkers. Everybody's mm-hmm. assigned a caseworker. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should be able to come to your caseworker and say, hey, you know, before I take this drug test, I want you to know that I take medical marijuana. Here's the card. Here's the information. Right. So if my my pee comes back dirty, it's because I have this and this and that. Right. Of course. Of course. But just to, like, randomly do it, I mm-hmm. think that's crazy. Hmm. Because then you're, you're like, okay, well, say it's... Say it's a black girl that coming in with purple hair, long ass eyelashes, fingernails, got this Louis Vuitton purse, these Ugg boots, all of these name brand things. She don't work. And mm. you like how she getting this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it wasn't gifted to her, but that's what people that sit in an office are thinking. How is she yeah. getting all this stuff? Probably from all these goddamn resources we're giving her. Let's drug test her ass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you think it should be a standard across the board? Yes. Agreed. If one state does it, all the states should do it. You know what I mean? I agree. I definitely agree with that. And I think it's interesting, like, you know, just the cost of living per state and also within the state. Because we live in the DMV area. It's more expensive here than it is when I lived across the bridge on the eastern shore for college. Right. It's a lot. It's literally, it's like night and day. So I do agree with you in that aspect. I just feel like... The cost of living is it's expensive, period. Or maybe what it is is that I felt like there should be limitations on certain things that because every time I turn around, like people can use their their car, like we at the gas. But I learned that any place that they sell food, they can go ahead and they're able to utilize the card or whatever the case is. Uh, a facility can go ahead and set up a machine for it. I have a food stamp card. Never knew that. I always use my shit at the grocery store. Yeah. So, gas stations, if there's, 
let me say this. If a place sells food, the, the, the place that's selling the food or any type of food item or whatever it is, they have the ability to go ahead and accept it. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they advertise it, whether they want to have that type of services in their, their facility, that's on them if they have that ability to do that. So I think if I'm, let's say, for example, I show you out here and you are out here like, you know, you're in college, you're out here, you have your kids, you're working, whatever the case is, unless they hypothetically, you are barely trying to stay afloat, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see... This person, an individual coming in here, and you know that when you're going to the grocery store, you're like, I cannot go over this particular limit because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to afford X, Y, and Z. And then you see, let's say, La- Larissa coming into the store, and she doesn't work or whatever the case is, all this other stuff. And then she's coming up in here. She's got her crab legs. She's got her steaks. She's got her this. She's got her that. She's got all of that in her cart. And here you are over here like, shit, can I afford to get my kids a cereal today? Like, can I afford to go ahead and, like, can we afford to get some bacon? Can we afford to get this? Can we afford to get that? How would you feel? Even taking the drug testing off the table. And I think that's the perspective that a lot of people come from with it. And, again, it's hindsight in 2020. And, of course, when you get into the nitty-gritty of, like, per state, per area. But how would you look at that? I mean, I would look at it like... And, your t- and mind you, your tax money is going to that. And sis can work. She ain't in school. Sis can work. She has the ability to work. Keep that in mind. And your tax money is coming out to fund her, but you have to decide if you need to put stuff back. I mean, that's just pretty much like the same situation when it comes to immigration status, where it comes to mm-hmm. should we give immigrants free insurance? Our tax dollars are going to fund that too. Mm-hmm. But they're able to work as well. Mm-hmm. So we can't really, you know, we can't yeah. do potato, potato, that type of thing. Right. We just have to come to some understanding. The government knows that she can work. Shit. Yep. And they choose to just right. give this person, you know, the resources. However, I do want to keep in mind that some mothers have multiple, I'm not say multiple children. Some mothers do stay home. Mm-hmm. Because they can't afford daycare. <laughs> daycare okay. Daycare right they said there it is by costing itself. right now on average is costing them out of people's rent. It is. Yeah. And a lot of women are saying like it's cheaper, it's cheaper for me to just stay to stay home. home. Yeah. It is. And yeah. if I had that opportunity when I had my two kids, I would just stay the fuck home. Mm-hmm. But then I know myself. I need some interaction. I need to be around people that are my age that can talk that are not bad, bad, blah, blah. I want <laughs> chicken nuggets. I want that type of like I need to be around. Like, I, my hats are off to all, like, stay-at-home moms because, mm-hmm. bitch, I don't know how the fuck you do it and keep your your mindset. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it. But to get back to your question, I, I mean, I would just mind the business that pays me mm-hmm. because I don't know what's going on with Larissa's and who you called her. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with Larissa. Right, but I wouldn't know that not unless she's walking around with a shirt to say I can work, but I'm I'm just staying at home doing it. <laughs> you know that type of thing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's hard out here. Yeah, yeah, and like and you said, like I'm it like a couple be, dollars be from a, being homeless. So, <laughs> and like you said, I think it's just a matter of things being universal. Yeah, but then as you say, you live in one particular area this is what it is and so forth and so forth. For me, I think there should be like a time limit on it, but I also feel like what are you also doing to assist them to get better? Because in some situations, you can't work over this many hours or we're going to cut your services. So it's just like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Damn if I do, damn if I don't. The state of Maryland, if you're not working, they send you to a a day program for eight hours a day Mm. and you are applying for jobs. Really? Yes. So if you're not working and you're getting tanned food stamps and different things like that, they send you, you have to go. That is or all smart. of your shit is cut that. off. Right. I'm not saying yes. right like that, but right. No, like I... In D.C., I don't know how D.C. is because I don't receive cash assistance. I just get the food stamps because mm-hmm. my the income level ratio. Right. And then, like I said, I'm a couple dollars from being... Hmm. Out on these streets with these homeless people, just just student well. loans, y'all taking all my money. I'm just saying, y'all taking all um, of my money. I think it should just be universal, like I said. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like um, if the person is not working, we need to do some job 
Um, exactly. Some like training, like what is that place called? Crap. I was gonna say each one, teach one, but I'm thinking from a movie. What is it called? Um, job Corps, something job like that. Uh-huh. So you know, Job Corps, you can go at a certain time and the age limit cuts off. Yep. If you're not working, I think you should be able to go to Job Corps. Yep. Until you get yourself together, Take you got trade, that trade, you, you got it together, there. and yep. then once you're done, they yep. help you find a job. Until you get that first paycheck, we fund you, and then after that, once you get that first paycheck, you yep. got to figure it out. Hello. But DC does do a cutoff. Every six months, you have to reapply. Yeah. You got to show food, uh, pay stubs, all of the good stuff. I just think it's crazy that we giving out. It's, it's, I just think it's crazy that kids are going to elementary school. Hungry. And they, and they can't, and they're being denied lunch because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But certain people can go ahead and they're being given Certain things. So mm-hmm. I think, like you said, it needs to be all across the board. I think it needs to be, like, we need to make sure that these kids are getting breakfast and lunch. Everybody should have free and I don't. And I don't understand, personally, I don't give a fuck what your economic background is. I don't understand why we pay our fucking taxes. And, and I know some people who are in the system, but prisoners get three meals a day. Three fucking meals a day in healthcare. Why can't these fucking kids get that? Yeah. I don't understand that. There's not no shade to nobody in the system. I get it. Things happen. But you are taking care of grown men and women three free meals a day plus healthcare. And then you have kids in school whose lunch trays is getting taken away from them because, oh, mom and dad have a back bill. Exactly. Don't get me started on that bullshit. <laughs> okay. So moving on. Jillian Michaels. We put her on the Jenna's talk last week, but we didn't get to it. So I'm going to let you go ahead. Okay. So Jillian Michaels, I think she was on like a YouTube series thing going on where she was talking to another lady uh-huh. and she made some comments about, they were talking about Lizzo and Jillian Michaels basically said in a nutshell, um, she said she liked her. Thank you. She, she, liked she liked her. Liked she liked her music. And she left it at that. And then the woman and brought it back to her weight. She said, what about, what do you think about her with her body positivity and so forth and so forth? Right. You're, first of all, you, you're staring up shit. I'm not. I'm, no, not no. you. Oh. The, oh, the okay, girl. I was going to say. Not you. you. have to paint the picture. No, no, no. Okay, no, no. okay, okay. The, the lady. That right. asked the question to the trainer that that's her job. The health Every expert. fucking single day. She is there to push people to work out and to talk about diabetes and different things like that. So why would you, as a motherfucking host, come to me as a goddamn trainer and try to make it look bad for me? You think she's and being messy? The the host? Yes. I don't think that question should have been asked. What is her weight? Like Jillian Michaels said, what does her weight have to do with her music? But, however, she should have just left it at that and said, let's get back to the music instead of saying, well, it's um, it's not going to be funny until she gets diabetes. First of all, that's the, the, okay, that's the second part I have a problem with. There are a whole bunch of skinny bitches and niggas that are walking around with diabetes, cancer, tum- all these fucking diseases that you're right. talking about. There are people that are small, thin, thick, purple, yellow, green, walking around with all these goddamn diseases. But you want to take it back to right. um, Lizzo being plus size? Yeah. And how dare you sit up there and assume that she's not healthy? Just right. because she's plus size does not mean she's healthy. Are you right. her fucking doctor? <laughs> Are you Lizzo's doctor, oh bitch? Are you? Are you writing these so prescriptions for these knees? Because she want to be Megan Thee Stallion? I've been seeing people go back and forth on it. And then I'll give you my take on it. Okay, so like I said, I don't think Jillian Michaels should have made the comment that she made. Right. You should have just left it at, what does that have to do? What does her weight have to do with the music. I think I, it should have just been left at that right. point blank period. Right. Throw it back to the host and so she can look right. fucking stupid right. instead of you saying some shit that ain't got shit to do with shit. Right. Well, first it makes me wonder I didn't see the whole interview, but I did see that portion of it. Oh, everybody just seen that portion <laughs> of it. So we don't know number one. The diet. Jillian, right. right. Do we know if Jillian was coming on there to talk about health in the center third? And I'm going to be honest. I... Had been told by the doctor, Alex, if you don't get your shit together, you are about a couple pounds away from being pre-diabetic. So, that is a thing. So, and you are correct. There are people who are 
very slim who work out all the time, whatever the case is, and they still got high blood pressure. All mm-hmm. And just because you're smaller does not mean you are healthy. However, your genes have something to do with that too. However, I do think that she has a point. And I think, I think positive, uh, positivity, I think body positivity is amazing. But what do we say when it is, I think I, this is the thing it is. Because I've been listening to both sides and I get it. Lizzo's weight, I don't know why the woman fucking brought that up to a health expert. Jillian that's, is doing her job. That's all I was saying. She's doing her job. Jillian is telling you the truth. Like, it's going to be all funny. Are we going to be whatever it is when she gets diabetes or whatever cases? I think that, I think it opens up a different conversation. Yes, there's being body positive and there's, there's the embracing of being positive with where you are. Because they do say a lot of times that people, you know what, who've had, like, extreme, like, weight loss, how they're, like, even though they're smaller, their mind hasn't caught up to their body. Mm-hmm. And they still feel a way about particular things. However, what she's saying is when people talking from a health aspect, when a person is heavier set, you are prone, at, prone at and at higher risk to be susceptible to particular diseases and things. So she's not wrong there. Right. I think it was in the matter of how she said it. But I, me personally, I'm a very blunt person. So I'm looking at it like, well, she's not wrong. Well, I mean, she's because not wrong. Monique was talking about, I'm big, fucking skinny bitches, da, 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 da. But when Monique's health became an issue, Monique was in the gym. Monique right. was doing what she was doing. Gabby Sidibe, same thing. She was body positive about herself, but she also knew that, hey, I would be a lot more healthier and I have a better expectancy at life and this, that, and the third. And I would be more comfortable physically, like health-wise, if I lost some of that weight. So I think that's another thing. And then something else came out today in um, Jillian Michaels. I didn't, realize, I didn't know that she was overweight, and that's how she got into her health stuff. So she was saying she was just like she was very heavy as a teenager, and I think she was on the borderline of being like diabetic or something like that. So that's when she kicked it up. But you're asking number one, you're asking a health person, mm-hmm. and I think the interviewer knew what she was doing when she asked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jillian Michaels is just very blunt, mm-hmm. and for all you bitches out there that's saying, "Oh, it's a black black," no, Jillian Michaels' daughter is black, and then her other one is. Hispanic or yeah, whatever. I don't think it has nothing to do with I don't think it has anything to do with her, her race. So please, people, just shut the fuck up, okay? But it's true. What are y'all gonna? What do y'all say when it is that? God forbid something health related to come out to her. No, Jillian's not her doctor, but that's her job. When you look at Big Pun, he always talked about his. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm big. Did it? He died of a fucking heart attack. Notorious. He was gunned down. But think of the chances he may have had. And they said too, also that um, when they were talking about, it, they said, you know. His weight may have played a factor in him being able to recover from the said um, shooting. shooting or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. So you have to look at that. So maybe it's not what she said, it's how she said it. And I think that's the thing. But I also think that we as a people, I don't think that we take health serious. And me personally, big or small, Lizzo gives me insecurity vibes. Like she just like she just does the fucking most. I don't give a fuck what size you are. I don't give a fuck what shape is. But Lizzo, me personally, I don't want to see nobody body. That's just me personally. But she's doing the most. And then she wanted to clap back and be like, "Well, fuck you. You can eat a whole dick." Da 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 da. Yada yada yada. Like, like Lizzo. I mean, but you kind of have to look. You kind of have to look at at her point, right? She Why might have been concerned. bullied, right? And which and that's all what I'm her saying. Life, so. And that's what I'm saying. And sometimes when people are bullied or whatever the case is, they try to overcompensate. Like, right. I really am this. I really am that. Da, da, da. But behind closed doors, that may not be how they feel. Okay. And that's not to say, and that's her business. That is totally her business. But I see what Jillian was saying. I get what Jillian However, is saying. However, I'm gonna put how, it on the interview. Yeah, yeah, just like I did earlier. I'm gonna put it on the interview. She shouldn't have asked that question. To somebody that get, gets yes. paid money to talk that's health. That's like asking a doctor. Yeah. That's, that's just that's just what it is. Like, if this is my job or whatever the case is, yada, 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 like, okay, well, it's not going to be fun and games when X, Y, and Z happens. Right. However, I do think people need to realize that it don't matter who you are. That's Lizzo body. That's what she want to do. That too. It don't matter who you are. You can get cancer, diabetes, sure anything. Sure so don't. Can. it doesn't matter if you a size 2. Yep. It don't matter if you a size 25. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You over here something with this Apple Watch. I don't know you. Girl. I do not know you. 
So I do agree with that. Um, so Mike Tyson, he was saying that he thinks it's his fault that his kids I'll do let you not take that over because I was not interested in reading that at all. <laughs> See? Not one bit. Uh-uh, friend. Um, he says that his behavior, he thinks that his behavior has made his children dislike black people. Black people or black women? Well, he has boys and girls. Okay. Um, he said he was, he was having, he was being interviewed and he was having a conversation with T.I. And he said, you know what bothers me too, man? And I gotta say this, why my kids don't like black kids? They don't like black kids and why is that? And he says, sometimes I look at my daughter and I see that she's attracted to white guys. And I say to myself, did I not set in a, a good example as a black man? And then T.I., who arguably said has his own issues with accountability, said, I don't think that's it. And then Tyson says that's just the way his mind goes. So he's saying is, is that he thinks because of him as a black man, he is the representation for his daughters and his children. He thinks that it's his personal fault, him as a person, is why his children do not want to date within their race. Okay. Does that make sense? It makes sense. So what do you think about that? That's his personal provocative. But do you think, but I feel like it expands on different things because I look at it to, at first when I saw it, I looked at it this way. I looked at it from the perspective of, is it because your kids are only around white children? That they are then attracted to that? But I think it's just crazy. But I never thought about it that way when, when parents we talk about this culture of like black love and this, that, and the third and so forth and so forth. And I don't give a shit what anybody says when I, let me not say that. Let me not generalize it. I think a lot of people you would like to, and I understand what families say like, Oh, let's keep it in our race. Let's keep it in this. Let's keep it in that. But it's very interesting that he thinks that him as a black man, and I think of it from a father perspective, I didn't, I didn't set the right example for you. And because of that, I felt like because I was a shitty man taking away from him being black, you no longer, you don't want anyone associated who, some you don't want anyone who looks like me or reminds you of me or you when you see people that look like me, you don't want them because of how I, how, how I treated you or how I did or didn't treat you or raise you. So for me, that's a bigger thing. And he feels like as a parent that he essentially failed. I feel like I'm not making sense of it. You are. I get what you're saying, but I really feel like it's until the child comes out of their face and says, well, because you did X, Y, and Z, or because I was around a whole bunch of white kids, that's the reason why I only date white people. So his son, he was saying that his son was saying, I don't like black girls. He was just like, because they act like my sister. So it's kind of like, um, so your family is the first example that you have, right? Mm-hmm. So as a little girl, your father is supposed to be, you know, your first love, your first whatever it is. Woman. Girl, if that's the case, I would be <laughs> with the motherfucking white woman <coughs> named Rebecca, okay? <laughs> stop it, stop it. I'm just saying. Like you look to them, you look to them as, you know, this is the example of a man. This is the hierarchy. Like, they need to be in a perfect world. They should be like, my father, you have these big shoes to fill. And being that it was just me and my mother, and I happen to like black guys. Um, but I think I just find it interesting that he thinks it as, like, a parental failure. Maybe because he always wanted his kids to, when I think of my kids... When he thought of his kids, he always thought, like, you were going to marry or be with someone black. But I don't even think it's that. I think it's just that you are affluent. Your kids are probably one of the only black families in the area, in the school, and maybe that's what they're attracted to. But I don't think that it's because of you as a black man. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with that. But But it was a very interesting take. It's something that I just never thought about. But then I also wonder, like, for women who may be, like, biracial... Mm-hmm. and maybe, let's say your mom is white, and then your dad is black, but then the only black men that you've seen, they haven't been upstanding men. Would that turn you away from being with black men? Because I always wonder what turns people away from a particular race. And you know what? No, I've had someone say to me, he's black, and he likes 
uh, white girls. He says, white people have always been nicer to me than black people. He says, when I think of black people, he was like, I think of my mom. And he was just like, and she was always yelling. She was always this. I think of my aunts. I think of this. He was just like, but the nicest people to me when I was in and out of the system, whatever it is, he says, were always white women. And he was just like, so my preference is to white women than it is to black women. So, you know, when they say, like, I don't like white women, I don't like black women because they're X, Y, and Z. It's just, like, what negative connotations have you collected? Do you have with that? And I never thought about that to hear a parent say that. And he's taking it as a fatal. Like, me as the black man, probably the only black man you see in this area that you've grown up with, I didn't set a good example for you. And I Could never be. thought about that. Could have been some traumatic issues that... That yeah, it could it could be. I mean, he is a boxer, mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm not saying he got a temper, but he's a hoe. Yeah, he could say, things. "Well, this is what the black." They could say, "This is what the black community is." Maybe I don't want no parts of it. You know what I mean? So you think there's a bit of disconnection from the black community? Could be. Yeah, that's what I that's what I get it. But like, it's funny. I didn't think about it until that conversation that I had with that particular friend and them saying that. And then when I think of the person that I was with however long ago and he said, I don't necessarily like black girls. And I'll be like, why do you say that? And I'm like, your mom is black, your sister's black or whatever it was. And his reason to be like, because black girls always do X, Y, and Z. And he said like white the women, fingers. they're more submissive and things like that. It was never a pretty thing. Mm-hmm. It was just how he's perceived black women to be. Black women have always had to be stronger. So as far as black women always being submissive, I think you can miss me with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was just, it was, it was interesting and that's not something and I don't know how many men would ever open their mouth to say that. I always wonder like people who are so pro-black this and pro-black that and then you do what you do to give your children a better opportunity and as as you move up unfortunately there are less people that look like you mm-hmm. and then it's just like you're bringing somebody home and then oh you're bringing this white boy home where did that come from how would you feel if your son preferred white women so did you see them have five <laughs> when they see us <laughs> um being that I grew up around a lot of different people, I don't have an issue with white people. However, what's associated with white women scares me. Okay. Now, it's one thing if you just randomly get with this white girl, but when you open your mouth and you say you prefer a white woman, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other fucking conversation. That's, like, that's just going on a different rabbit hole in itself. Because white is crazy white women too. It's crazy Spanish women. It's crazy Asian women. All of that. Well, I didn't put... When I say white, I'm just saying blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm not referring to, like, the Latin American... Okay, so white American woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Historically. <laughs> histor- I don't have a problem. Like, you love who you love. You're attracted to who you're attracted to, whatever the case is. I don't think it's any difference than when some women say, I prefer a taller man over a shorter man, whatever the case is. But when you open your mouth and you say you have a preference to this particular woman, not because of because of her, how her her personality is and what you view white women to be like, that's when I have an issue with that. Because I'm always going to be in the back of my mind like, okay, well, she may like you more than her family think about you. Yeah. Okay, because you were just never over here. She as soon as she walked through the door. Okay, does grandma like you? <laughs> okay, are Pretty you sure the only? Are you the first black she's brought in her house? That's what I'm gonna think in my head. Did you watch the Aaron Hernandez documentary? I have not done that yet. Okay, so you always ahead of me on documentaries and different things like that. Like, I told I, you, like I, I don't watch like you. regular program like TV. I look to you for to give me documentaries. Okay, so. You know, I'm from Connecticut, and he's from Connecticut. And what's crazy is that I know some people who knew him from when we were growing up. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say this little piece before I give my thought on the documentary in itself. Guys, I understand when you love a person and you care about a person, there are just some things that you don't want to believe about them. Similar to Paz and Angie. 
okay? Mm-hmm. She didn't want to believe that her sister was doing X, Y, Z, but sis was, okay? Some people, even serial killers' mothers love them. Somebody loves them. Everybody don't hate them. Whatever. But it really annoys me when people sit there and say, he would never do that. You don't know what people do or exactly. what people think about behind closed doors. Exactly. You do not know that. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck how much you know a person. You never really truly know a person. Right. And that's just is what the fuck it is. So with that in mind, um, I thought the documentary <clears throat> was good, but I don't like how they kept referencing his sexuality. If if this man, when he was alive, if he wasn't comfortable in sharing what his status was or what his preference was, and he's not here to defend himself and return to something so personal like that, why would you think it was okay to talk about it? His former ex-lover was saying, me and Aaron, you know, we used to do X, Y, and Z, and that may be true, but there's a reason that he didn't want to bring it up. And the whole documentary became, it wasn't even about the case anymore, it was just about him suppressing his feelings towards Ben. And maybe, I don't know, I wasn't in the man's mind, maybe that had something to do with why he was having his outburst or whatever the case is, but I'm a person on fact, and the fact of the matter is, is that him being gay didn't cause certain things to happen, and therefore speaking about the case. And if Aaron wasn't comfortable in that, saying it out loud, why would you say that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's like if I pass away, and then after the fact, you want to bring up some random person up here talking about something we used to do, whatever it was together. Clearly, I didn't want anybody to know that, because if I did, they would have known. Right. And even if that was the case, it's no one's business. And I just feel like we're in a space now where people want their five minutes of fame, people want their clout. Mm. And because you weren't saying the things when he was alive. Right. So why is it now that he's no longer with us that you want to open up your fucking mouth and you want to say that? I think that's disrespectful as hell. I think it's unnecessary. And to me, that just shows that you never really had any love or care for him the way that you said that you did. Mm -hmm. Because when you really love and you really care about a person, you just gonna let some things just, just let it be. You know what I mean? Like, just let it be what it was. Kind of like with Angie. Pause, you would have to bring all of that up. You choosing to do X, Y, and Z was exposing your sister in another way that a lot of people didn't know about her. It wasn't necessary. It was inappropriate, and you did it for, I felt like, selfish reasons. Okay? Sister's not coming back. Okay? So it don't matter. What you bring it up for? Do you know? No. I don't know either. All right. So last thing. Um, so you know, Amanda Seals has joined the real. I'm not a fan of hers. But okay. I'm not either. Um, I don't find her funny. I don't either. But she's good on the show. I do like her for the show. I did see one episode. She's good on the show. However, I think she's got Lonnie on her toes now. Lonnie was getting to be a bit dry, and now I feel like Lonnie has an ally, mm-hmm. so now Lonnie's trying to, like, speak and be more mindful. I think Lonnie is, I, I think Lonnie is afraid that her spot will be taken. Really? But that's just my thought. Anyways, she was having a conversation, and she was talking about accepting jobs, she said that she turned down love and hip-hop because she didn't, she said she was really, really broke, she really didn't have the money, and she says that she turned down the opportunity to host their show. The reunion. The reunion, she said, because she felt like it wasn't something that she stood for. So I wanted to know real quick what you thought about that. Have you ever turned down a job? Have you ever been in such desperation that you've been ready and willing to take any type of job? Yes. Because I'm not in Hollywood, and I don't have it like that, where I can Uh get all these opportunities thrown to me. Mm -hmm. So I need to take every opportunity that I can. Mm -hmm. But... If I don't stand for something, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. Mm-hmm. And you will do anything and everything to keep a job. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I. That's why I left my last job. Because I got tired of being pushed over and ran down. I've had a person before. I don't know how to story. I'm just really putting this out there. But, <laughs> um... Quinlan asked me, he said, if ICE was paying good money, would you work for them? I said, no. I said, just because I don't, I'm not for their tactics and things like that. Um, and he says, but if it's good money, and I said, I don't care if it's good money. I said, for me personally, 
no. I'd rather go work two, three other jobs than to be in the part of, for me, mm-hmm. in separating a family and families in inhumane ways. But that's just me. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep at night. Right. Some shit that's like what that. it is for me. However, I think the older that I've gotten, I'm more selective about jobs mm-hmm. because I want to be in an environment to where I support their culture of mm-hmm. work. And I want to make sure that it aligns with my work balance. Right. So this is a company that truly doesn't value their employees. I don't want to be there. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I think as you get older, I think you begin to outweigh your options more. You, Arche, have children and a husband. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine you want to think of something that's not only going to be beneficial for you, but is it going to be beneficial for your family? You know? That's just like... In all aspects. Like Flavor of Love. Do you remember that show? Mm-hmm. And Lala hosted the reunion. I just felt like she was out of place. Does that make sense? That's just like having Amanda Seals host. I felt like she would have been out of place. Like that's yeah. not her lane. Yeah. Like somebody that does gossip blogs or something like that. I could see them doing that. Yeah. But not her. Yeah. Not Lala. You know what I mean? Yeah. Monique has hosted before. She did Charm School. That's because she was doing the Charm School. Right. And then she's also done Love and Hip Hop. But I appreciated Monique there because she was getting people together. Right. But she wasn't getting people together in a demeaning way. Mm -hmm. And I felt like you have to have that level of decorum. Like, can you separate this? And I felt like Amanda Sills was just going to be like, I'm already coming out here. I'm judging all you bitches on French Street. Right. So, no, I don't think that was appropriate, but I'm glad she recognized it. But Love and Hip Hop cast members do come on the show. So I wonder if she's going to keep that same energy. Because Jocelyn has been on there. She's hosted for a week. Yeah. Since Santana, Tahiri's been on there. Um, They've almost all been on there. And even when you look at the the Housewives franchise, too. Yeah. Portia, all of them. Um, For ratings. Yeah. Right, and it's so crazy because some of them do really good on there. Mm-hmm. They do. I really felt like Remy would have did really well on there. Like oh, my, I loved her. She did really well. I felt like they should have offered it to her. Yes. But she's on State of the Culture. She's amazing on there. Um, but Remy, she fit well. Yeah. She blended in well. Um, I'm interested to see how it works out with it being the seals. Mm-hmm. But I do feel, and do I noticed that. you think she's part of the group chat? So they she's four. Have a so group she's group. known them individually outside of it for a couple of years, mm-hmm. but the first couple episodes, her and Jeannie weren't necessarily meshing like that. Mm-hmm. But they seem to be getting better. But I feel like she's the other comic on there with Lonnie. Lonnie's not funny. I don't give a fuck about her. She's not fucking funny. She gets on my nerves. I don't necessarily care for Lonnie. But I definitely see Lonnie looking at her like, okay, you my competition on the show. Mm-hmm. I have to step it up, or whatever the case is. But she's holding her own, supposedly. Yeah, I seen her on one episode. She did really well, but when I heard that she was coming, I just didn't understand. I didn't like because I don't care. For I this. didn't. I didn't understand why they chose her over certain people. Right. I'm here to empower all, but it it to me it just didn't right. make sense. If that makes she's sense. she's getting in there. But I went back to watch old episodes with Tamar, and I'm glad Tamar's off. Tamar was just a nuisance. In every sense of the word. When I watch, like, old episodes of it, mm-hmm. she's just a nuisance in the sense. Um, but I think Amanda, she's finding her groove in there. I think she's doing pretty good. But Lonnie is trying to step her cookies up. Because before, sometimes Lonnie would just sit there and just be like, she wouldn't speak. Mm-hmm. Now Lonnie got something to say every time and has a segment now. Especially because she knows that rumors is around. So she said, I still got my job, bitches. I was like, okay. Hmm. You saw them comments, huh? So I'm excited to see, and I think my issue with Amanda Seals is that I feel like she's very, I feel like she has a complex of being a light-skinned woman. I don't know why, and I feel like she always has to overcompensate, but that's a whole other level of a tangent of a conversation. And then she has, I don't like that she lied on that doctor, and she has a tendency to just- Lied on the doctor? Girl, we can have a whole episode about Amanda Seals. But I feel like, but she did own it. She says, I can dish things, but I can't take them back. She says, I can't take what people do it. So, I hope she works through it. She works through it. Um, yeah. 
That's it. Right. Do you have a music plug before we get out of here? From I actually have two music Dulls. plugs. Okay. Music plugs. Yes, one homegirl. I found out this. I follow this Instagram page called They Have Range. Mm-hmm. Amazing. If you are really into vocalists, you'll love it. You'll appreciate it. Um, but this one girl, her name is Grace. I don't even want to call it Weber or Weber, but the song is called Young Love Games. And then the other one I have is. Jasmine Villegas, and the song is called Personal. Okay. And that is all, friends. All right. All right, guys. Bye.